Welcome to the Conscious Creator Podcast, where we talk about how wild it is to have a human experience and how you can maximize your enjoyment of it. I'm Rach, and I've spent the last few years as a traveling content creator, moving to new places, and trying more creative career paths than I can count. Staying grounded and in a high vibe state when you're attempting to live a life outside of societal norms is essential for success. Let's dive in. Okay, welcome back to the Conscious Creator Podcast. Today, I have my first guest, and I think you're going to love her. Jessica Haley is an elite performance coach focused on mindset and energy optimization. She is the creator of The Green Zone, whose mission is to teach high performers how to access, live, and lead from flow state. Jessica has helped thousands of people feel and perform their best. Welcome, Jess, and thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on. Of course. Um, before we dive in, I just want to kind of quickly go over how we met and how I know you because it's just a cute little serendipitous story. Um, so basically, like four years ago, I went through something traumatic and heavy and just like wanted to go to Hawaii to heal. And I had like minimal funds in the bank account. And so I put out a Craigslist ad just basically saying, here's my budget. Like I'm looking for a room and it was kind of desperate. And I was like, I also potentially need a car. Um, so you said that you felt this just like intuition to check Craigslist because it's not a platform that you're normally on. And little old me shows up and, um, I had already basically decided on a room I was going to stay in that was not yours. And the second I I just kept the Craigslist ad up because I was like, there's something like off about this. And the second that you called me, I was like, I'm going to live in this room and like, this is where I'm going to heal. And like, I I mean, I've told you this, but the way that you showed up for me in that time is like the reason I got through it because like my family didn't understand. My friends were kind of like, whoa, that's a lot. And so I just like took off and to have like a stranger take me in and just show me just like this silent compassion of you just coming and sitting on my bed while I was crying, like bringing me water and all of that was just like exactly what I needed. And I just appreciate you. And we ended up becoming great friends and spending four months, you know, driving around convertibles, blasting music, diving with dolphins, like all of the things that is like (laughs) how our relationship started. And, um, so yeah, just that's the backstory and just, obviously you know this, but I'm very grateful for you. And that was like a very transformational summer for me. Wow. I'm so grateful too. I was, I was like, okay, I want to like Airbnb a room out. Like, what would that be like to like meet cool people that are like coming on Island and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, but let me just test this out first. And so like when, you know, I've also knew I wasn't allowed to technically Airbnb that out. So I was like, okay, well, let me just look on Craigslist and see. And then when I saw you on there, I was like, she looks really fun and really (laughs) good. Like, somebody that I could go play out in the ocean with. Right. And, and, uh, and then, yeah, little did I know, little did I know we were going to be gallivanting around Hawaii for those four months. And you, so I don't even know if I've ever reflected this back to you, but I refer to you as the human that showed up in my life that made me put my phone down on Fridays to go swim with dolphins. And you got me to zoom back out and you got me to tap back out so that I could tap back in a greater version of myself because I wouldn't a lot of times slow down to speed up. I wouldn't, and I still have the same issue. You know, that's my number one thing is, is being able to tap out so that I can tap back in, you know, 
even greater because I struggle with tapping out. And and you would t- literally be like, "You're take I'm taking your phone. We are putting this in the glove compartment and you are going to dive into this ocean and you are going to swim with dolphins. And, and the second I did it, I was so excited about doing it. And I wanted to do it more and more and more and more. But it was like just getting get that process of just getting me zoomed out was I am so grateful for you. Like, I don't know if I would have had the same Hawaii experience. I don't know if I would have had the same experience. I mean, you got me on my comfort zone. I I got these long, cool fins and went diving and did all these things I never would have done by myself ever in a million years. And so I, some of the, my greatest memories of living in Hawaii are because of you coming in and staying there for those four months. So I'm so grateful for you. It was a great time. Honestly, I think obviously because we chose to like be in a flow state, those four months, even though it was difficult sometimes, I think like the universe just, we were magnetized to each other to teach each other and show up for each other in like different ways that the other person needed and like forever grateful for that, you know? So sister, sister, I know that's how I feel. Um, truly. So, okay. Well now everyone knows. So let's dive into just (laughs) a little bit about, um, what you do and your history, with like all things mindset, because I know this goes way back. Yeah. So I, I kind of joke around by just saying like, I have a degree in humans and it has just come from diving in head first with thousands of them at, uh, you know, over the last decade and a few years. It's, it's crazy. My, my, uh, actual start of my career, I would say of when I really dove in working with so many people was, um, in network marketing. And I dove in headfirst to that industry right around like 21, 22 years old and, um, was able to hit the top level of a company in about 11 months at a young age and was doing over a million a month in sales in less than three years. And, got thrown into public speaking, um, you know, ended up on, on big stages and was really just hungry to understand how I could be the best version of myself. Because if I was leading from the front, I knew that I couldn't really add value to people unless I could look in the mirror and, and say, I would want to follow you. And so I, when I would look in the mirror every single day, and if the answer wasn't, I want to follow you, then it was like, how do I become the best version of myself? And it was also an interesting dynamic working with so many different different people from different backgrounds, different walks of life, different belief systems, different religions, different countries, different. I mean, it was like every type of human that you could possibly imagine, which means that whatever it is that you're expressing or saying, they're all kind of coming from these different vantage points. And and you have to almost say things from these different ways to see what's going to actually go through and, and, and penetrate or, or be received in some way. You have to be able to speak into the listening of a lot of different people. And so I just became extremely hungry in understanding how we make decisions. I wanted to understand what inspires people to take action, what holds people back from taking action. Action. I wanted to figure out how to, you know, reprogram our subconscious mind. I wanted to understand how um, energy worked. I want. I wanted to understand it all. And I also started to see this through line when I started to study the best of, you know, from Dr. Joe Dispenza to, you know, Tony Robbins, Dwayne Dyer. To I mean, like the list goes on and on and on and on and on. I I went down rabbit hole after rabbit hole after rabbit hole of trying to understand, um, you know how these people were producing results for people so fast. And 
I started to see the through line and all of this. And I was like, wow, this is, it like comes back to our emotional state. And it, there's so many different little things that everybody was saying that was the exact same thing. It was just done in a slightly different way and slightly different language. It's slightly different perspective, you know, whether it be through neuro or whether it be through energy, whether it be through NLP, whether it be through, you know, all of these different things were, it was again, we're all human and they were saying the same thing, just a slightly different way. But what was cool is I was collecting all of these different languages from all of these different people. And I was able to be able to speak into more listenings of people around me in different ways. So if something that I said didn't really get through, it was like, okay, well, I'll just, you know, come from this place and say it this way or come from this place and say it this way. Or, you know, sometimes people just didn't resonate with this message, but, you know, if I, but I wanted to simplify this message down to the simplest, simplest, simplest form. And so that's kind of how Green Zone was created was how do I get, you know, I can take person A and person B and I can teach them skills all day long, like all day long when it comes to sales. But if person A is in the green and person B is in the red, like I, it doesn't matter what skills I teach them. Like they're not going to get to the goal line that they want as fast. So I just had to tap them. It's not the house. It's how you do the house or the energy in which you do the house in. And that's what it all kind of boiled down to is tapping people back into who and what they truly are. Peak performance is really just like a fancy way of saying, let me tap you back in to who and what you truly are. And let's come from this energy that is so much greater than you. And you don't even have to really know all the details all of that will unfold and you know take care of itself it's really like setting the intention getting your energy right and then moving from that from that energetic space so yeah that's I mean I don't know if that really even gave you my background but my background is essentially a degree in humans is kind of what I said but it it kind of went from building sales teams to after building sales teams I just got um, relocated to Tampa to work in the financial space with um, you know trading and market psychology and I'm working with a hedge fund here and also working with you know a, a really awesome education platform with financial education on from all sectors but um, I'm coming in more of the peak performance side and the mindset side because again we're all humans and that's what's affecting the markets and so uh, that's kind of the game that I'm kind of playing in now. I love it. Okay, well, you brought up Green Zone. I obviously know what Green Zone is and live by it and swear by it. But for those who don't know, what is the Green Zone? <laughs> so the Green Zone is essentially, it, it started out as just a vibe check. It was a, a way for you to kind of check in with yourself energetically and emotionally and see where you're at. And it started out as a chart. It's actually interesting. I just redid the chart for these guys here because it's slightly different um, from a trading perspective. When it comes to the financial markets, you really can't have any emotion at all. So it can't be highs or lows. It's, it's like you can't have any. You have to be very grounded and very centered and very clear. And so you have to have access to as much logic as humanly possible when entering these, you know, huge, huge positions in trades. So um, I changed the green zone chart slightly. So, but essentially what the green zone chart was, was a uh, top of the chart is green. The middle of the chart is yellow. The bottom of the chart is red. And it kind of goes as this little triangle. And the top of it, it's all high vibe emotions. That's green. And then it's middle vibe emotions. That's yellow. And then the bottom of it's low vibe emotions. And that's red. And so it's it's never one of those things where like, you should be here or be there, or this is good, or this is bad. So let me preface it with that. It's always something where 
you just have to understand that you have a return to sender on your energy. So if you know that you have a return to sender on your energy at all times, you're probably going to want to spend majority of your time in a more high vibe place because you're going to rendezvous with more people, situations, and circumstances that are on that same wavelength. If you aren't there, don't beat yourself up. How do you know light without dark? How do you know happiness without sadness? How do you know what you want unless you know what you don't want? It's all the contrast gives us the clay of life to go create with. We have to be able to experience uncomfortable things or or discomfort or things that we don't like or con- that's why it's like not good or bad it's just contrast it's just different and it's whatever we're making it mean it's like okay what are you focused on what do you make it mean and then there's an emotion that's going to show up right after so what are you focused on my bag didn't come in from the airport okay what am i making it mean American Airlines is horrible or, and that's a a heavy load that's associated with that. So the emotion is probably going to be heavier. Now, the, the second option is I'm focused on, you know, my bag didn't come in from the airport. What am I making it mean? Ooh, maybe I'm supposed to meet somebody at the Starbucks line. Ooh, the emotion that comes after is a lighter load. That's a different vantage point. I have the choice to create the story. So it's whatever you focus on, what are you making it mean? And then the emotion that's going to come after that. And then whatever emotion that you're consistently living in majority of the time, don't worry, you'll have a lot more things like-minded and like attract like. So you're going to end up, you know, kind of building momentum in a specific direction and having more things like it show up. Also, you're starting to program your body to what its norm is. And, you know, you're, when you kind of program that practiced way of being, just know that your body's going to get very adjusted there. So it's just like going to the gym and, and lifting a 10 pound weight. If you go in, you know, three or four weeks in a row and you're lifting this 10 pounds, it's going to start feeling like five pounds. So the same thing happens for our emotions. Emotions are habits. So if you go and practice a specific habit over and over and over and over again, it's going to start being easier and easier and easier to stay in and, and live in and almost that become your norm. And, and it's not, I just want you to be aware that it's not, you know, you can choose whatever you want. It, that's up to you. But if you're aware that this emotion is a denser energy, which I'm, I'm kind of going different places right now, but if you go back to the chart, so there's green, yellow, and red, when you're in red, you don't actually have access to logic. So if you don't have access to logic when you're in that dense emotional energy, you're just swimming in emotion, then you can't really see clear. You're very zoomed in. Everything is super dramatic. But if you can realize that, then you can take a couple steps back, zoom out some. Now, whatever you're looking at right now, maybe change the focus and attention on that or make it, make it mean something different. You can change your perspective or your story around it. That's going to give you a lighter load, which is going to give you a more zoomed out perspective and bird's eye view to where you can actually shift and change the emotional state that you're in. And then start to practice being in a, in a green zone place more of the time. If that's been a struggle or if you're going through contrasting times right now, like just know that it it may maybe you've been playing there for a little bit too long and once you start to play somewhere else a little bit higher that you'll start to feel a little bit lighter and then that'll become more of your norm and then it'll almost be weird if you're in you know the red you're like oh my gosh but but maybe right now you've practiced being there so like it's it but again it's not right or wrong it's not good or bad it's just it just is and it's the choice like i think for us like i've you know i've i've heard tony robbins say it before too he's like you're the quality of your life is 
dictated by your emotional state and your relationships. And your emotional state is something that, um, you know, you have to practice. You have to try. We have a negative subconscious that's programmed to keep us safe, to keep us the same. And that negative subconscious is going to keep you safe. And that's what it's there for. And if you know that, then, you know, you're, you're kind of going to overcome that and it's not about fighting against it but it's being aware of that so that you don't necessarily have to play in that safety game yeah i mean sneak peek next week's episode is literally called the art of playfulness and it's it's shifting like this is perfect timing but it's shifting from red to yellow the second that you zoom out on a situation and see like maybe there's a bigger purpose than what you see and like it's not always just about things happening to you you immediately go to yellow and then you can like slowly step up and up and up by playing this game of like yeah what if I'm gonna meet someone in the Starbucks line what if there was like a car accident that I'm avoiding because now I'm having to wait and like you play this game of like gratitude it's gratitude shifts you higher and higher. So I love that. And once you shift higher and higher and higher, it's like what you're saying. It's like a return to sender thing. You start like someone will buy your Starbucks and like all of these things start happening because you're radiating a higher frequency that is yeah, returning to sender the energy that you're putting out. And so once you learn how to do that, it becomes easier and easier. And I get in the red all the time, but the difference of who I am now and who I was a few years ago is I, can shift so much quicker, like almost instantaneously, because you just have your neurons are structured and clumping in your brain to be programmed to, okay, I'm going to zoom out. Like I, I feel the red. I'm like well aware that like, I know what to do in this situation. Maybe I'll let myself feel it and victimize myself for like 10 seconds and then time to shift and up and up and up and up and up until you get back in the green. And even if you're just, you choose to be in the green for like a few minutes, you are magnetizing way more things like you said people experiences synchronicities all these things than you were 60 seconds ago when you decided to be in the red zone because like things are always going to happen to us and it's all about what we choose to do with that and just like restructuring our neurons to understand that like we have control we're not as out of control as we may think we are well it's like okay you have x amount of time on this earth right we have no idea what that number is, but you have X amount of time on this earth. And the emotional state that you're living in majority of that time is gonna dictate whether you live a fulfilling life. And if you know that, then setting that as an intention and really making sure that you're practicing as a habit, the emotional states that you want to live in, and then also not beating yourself up when you're not there, but understanding what the consequences of that are too, so that you're like, okay, well, you know, I, it, it's, it's, again, it's a practice. So like it, you're not going to be amazing at it right away. And there's times where I get in the red and I, I do beat myself up for being there, but it's, um, I think I've started to really picture it recently in charts because I'm working with all these guys that I have to figure out how to explain it to them in a way that they'll get it. And, um, they're so left brained. So I have to like visually show them in a way that it'll like sink in. And so in charts, it's been really cool to actually explain this to them. So in, in charts, we, I'm going to do a little picture right here. So, so typically they call this, they call this consolidating right here. So it's like, it's basically when you have this, this line of support, and then you have this line of resistance and it's literally called a resistance line. 
and and it'll go like this. It'll have it'll make like a, a chop. Like the price will go do 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 do, and it'll do this little choppy thing, and it's called consolidating. And so when you're consolidating, you are you're basically building for a huge breakout. And this huge breakout is like this this awesome time where you're like you're going through the point of resistance that you've been beating yourself up on and you're like, boom, and now you go on a breakout. But this is this, this little consolidation right here. We have this happen before every single major breakout up into the right. And it applies to our lives. And guess what? What must, what goes up must also come back down. And, but typically when it comes back down, it actually, this support line, and this resistance line, this this resistance line before becomes the new support. So this is what ends up being the new consolidation line. Yes. So I know it's really cool when you kind of think about it like that, because now I have like this mental picture where I'm like, okay, Jess, I'm definitely hitting some resistance right now. Like I am hitting a little bit of, of a roof right now and I'm, I'm bouncing back down and being pushed back down and being pushed back. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm starting to like, you know, get push a little bit, force a little bit, you know, I'm not flowing anymore. I'm, I'm allowing this resistance to continue to push me back down. And instead of saying, you know what, I'm consolidating right now. And it's okay that I'm consolidating right now because I'm building up my energy for a huge freaking breakout. And when that breakout happens, I'm, I'm going to be ready for it because I've been consolidating and I've been building that energy and I'm, they call it coiling up. Like I've been coiling up, like I've been getting it all ready. Right. So the other way to kind of look at this, that's been really fun for me since I started working with traders was for me, I've started to realize that I wish like as a human, just like the standards that I have and the things that I want in my life, I always want everything to be a huge breakout in every aspect of my life at the same time. And I'm like, and I'm like expecting that. And so I'm like, I'm like I, want, I want this, I want this huge upswing, like right now in, in, in health and I want it in relationships and I want it in business and I want it in this. And I'm like, Jess, just take a freaking deep breath because maybe, maybe, just maybe, you're building up for a breakout. Or maybe I'm having a business breakout right now. Like maybe things are flying in business, but my health and wellness is not priority. And maybe that's consolidating right now. Maybe that's building up energy for the next breakout. And maybe my relationships are taking a little bit of a back burner. Maybe I don't have time to date right now. And that's okay because right now I'm, I'm prioritizing other things that are in huge upswings. And maybe I can't do every single thing at the exact same time. Maybe they have to take turns and consolidate at different times and break out at different times, right? So I think the other part of, of like being able to kind of see this in that form has been really helpful for me so that I can't, because everything can be charted. You can take all of these aspects of your life and you can throw little indicators in and you can see the history of what has happened in the past and you can go back and reflect on these things. And then you can stop beating yourself up because not everything is up and to the right at all times. And if it goes up, it must come down. And if it comes down, don't worry, it's going going to go down to a new line where that old, you know, 10 pound weight feels like five pounds. Now it, that old roof that you kept on hitting is now your walking ground, right? So it's, it's a fun perspective and way of looking at things that kind of take a little bit of the pressure off and allow for you to not be your, yourself up.
that. Again, it's just zooming out and being able to see that and envisioning that graph when you're in the thick of it and just being like, okay, there maybe there's someone I need to meet. Maybe there's like something I need to learn that's valuable from the pain of constantly getting shot back down. And I'm going to keep getting shot back down until I'm open and willing to receive the lesson. And then once I learn that lesson, then I can skyrocket. And the thing about that too is like, maybe you'll skyrocket even higher because you were in the thick of it longer because you learned more, you know, and, and went through more in order to then get like shot up. So it's like trusting the process, which is really hard when you're in the thick of it. But like both the green zone chart and what you just showed me is like zoom out, like think outside of just the negative emotion that you're feeling and try to see it for the playful nature that the universe is trying to present it to you. in. because it's always there if we, say yes and like are open to seeing it that way there's always something to be seen (laughs) that we're not seeing well it's you know it's it's perception or procedure so you either need to change your perception of something that you're looking at or you need to change the procedure and and how you're getting you're going about getting there but i think that the perception for me is the that's like the first ticker it's the first thing that i go to is like can I look at this in a new way? Is there a new meaning that I can attach to this? Is this something that, and and contrast is typically training. Like if you're going through something, for me, I've always noticed that those resistance points that I'm hitting, that is typically training for something that I can't see. You know, we, we, you have the radar screen and you have all the things that are happening outside the radar screen that you can't see. And all we do is stare at this radar screen we're like it's not happening in our current reality i'm like bro if you go like this you realize that this radar screen is this tiny little thing when you zoom back out and there's so much happening outside of this radar screen then you're like oh there's so much more possibility that i can connect to whereas again your perception right here is this is all that there is there's no other flexible ways but if you can zoom out and then you start looking at it from this way and this way and this way and and you're open and available for the other opportunities and possibilities that are outside of there that you can't again you cannot see possibility when you're in red that is the only downfall of being in red is you don't have access to logic and you don't have access to possibility so if you know that that's not where you enter a trade that's not where you make life decisions that's not where you have significant conversations with your spouse about something that's really important. That's not where you do anything that you need to really have access to logic. That is where you, you know, probably take a time out, take a deep breath, go for a walk, do the things that you need to do to recenter yourself and start moving back up where it, you know, it's all about momentum, right? We get a train going hundred miles an hour in one direction. You can't just stop it and go the other direction. You have to slow the train down. You have to build up the speed in the other direction. And then you finally get that momentum going. So it's the same thing with our emotions and our energy. We can't just snap back into the green. It's something that we have to really like slowly tap back into. And if you're, if you built momentum in the other direction for a long period of time. So, but again, it's not good or bad. It just is. And it's the awareness of understanding where you're at and what you have access to internally, because you don't have internal resources or logic when you are in those denser energies. And, and if you know that, then that's just, you don't make decisions there and you, you move your energy back into the right direction. And then you make, you make your, your big calls from there. And when you do make decisions there, you feel it because you're again, return to sender. (laughs) You're getting things back at you from what you're putting out and you can feel it in those. So it's just developing an awareness and then choosing 
you know, moment to moment from that state of awareness, like, okay, what, what am I going to choose to feel? What thoughts would I rather have than the ones that I'm having now? And it's just this constant, you know, I'm going to choose just a little higher. I'm just going to work my way a little higher. And then once you're in the green, like that's when you can actually see these things clearly. And that's when you can train your brain. It's just the initial like transition of learning how to shift higher and higher is painful. And it's not always like you can snap your finger and be in a higher vibration, but it's just developing an awareness and like telling the universe, like I'm ready to show up a little higher. Like what thought can I think? Like what, you know, the little things that you can do moment to moment make a bigger difference than just like, okay, I'm just gonna be in the green. It's like, no, 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 it's, it's baby steps. You talk a lot about creation versus survival. So obviously that's similar to the green zone. If you're in the green, you're in a flow. If you're in the red, you're not. I know it all ties together, but kind of explain that concept a little bit and how to know which one you're in. This is such a great question. So survival versus creation. So we, as humans, we live majority of our lives just kind of unconsciously in survival. We have to actually try to get into create like it, it there actually has to be a um intention around creating because just day to day we think i don't know 70 to 80,000 thoughts a day and 90% of those thoughts are the exact same thoughts of yesterday so if you don't intentionally start to get out of this survival place of this place that you are we essentially are playing not to lose instead of playing to win and that's how we're, we're programmed. Like our physiology is programmed to keep us safe. It's to keep us the same. So if we're not aware of that, then um, it's, it's almost like when you're walking from the shallow end to the deep end and you start to get to the point where your feet can't touch. That level of discomfort that your body goes through of like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. When you start to get there and your body starts to freak out, that's when you want to walk back into the shallow end. It's not when you think to yourself, ooh, all I have to and all I have to do is just float. Oh, we start to go like this to to try to you know paddle, and and that that point of, instead of just like relaxing into it. And so, in order to go to any new capacity of our life or any new expansion in our life, any new, um, really for that, like I was sharing with you earlier, like those new breakouts, you have to go through that resistance point. You have to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. You have to, if you're going into an unknown space your body is going to resist that urge because it likes to stay in the known. Again, it's not a bad thing. It's just, you have to be aware of it so that you're not constantly reverting back, constantly reverting back, constantly going back to the shallow end. So survival is one of those things that we're built for. Creation is something that you have to be very intentional about and you have to, you have to set the, the intention. You have to actually set the standard of playing to win versus playing not to lose. Um, you know, I just interviewed a, um, a dear friend of mine, Tori, and she talks a lot about being on offense versus in your life versus being on defense. And that offensive role is when you're going after the things in your life that you're excited about instead of just defending what you've already, you know, kind of gone out and, and done on the field you're you're really going out in that creation space so it, again it's it's just the intention and the awareness that's really going to lead to the change and then it's also just becoming very very comfortable with being uncomfortable or at least not resisting it or at least getting to the point where that shallow end 
Um, or maybe that, that point where your toes can barely touch, that becomes a place where you're like, ooh, I'm gonna get really, really good at getting past that little spot so that I, and, and knowing and trusting, and, and it comes back to that too. It comes back to self-trust, right? Like you have to get to a point where when your toes barely touched, and you, you, once you've done that a few times, you start to trust yourself more to where you know you can float. But if you haven't done that in a while and you've been in a place of survival for a little bit, then when you get to the point of starting to create these new things and you hit those resistance points, you hit that, you know, you, you suck until you don't at something new, you, you get to that point of, of like really, really testing those limits. When you've done it a few times, you're so good at it at that point, and you know that you got you at that point. You know that you can get through anything at that point. That you're like, I got this in the bag. I can, I can float on the other side of this. You know, I got this. But you know, the the beginning of that is never easy. Okay, so with creation and survival, what are physical steps people can take to go from? survival to creation. Like I know you need to learn to trust yourself and get more comfortable being in that state. But like, besides, you know, maybe meditation, what do you actually recommend for people to do to be able to get there? Okay. So there's a couple of things. Um, I would say first it's, it's visualizing. So it's mental rehearsal. Uh, I personally love visualization. I think that that's, that's my number one favorite thing to do when it comes to kind of teaching my body emotionally how to feel an experience before I actually am in the experience. So your brain and body don't know the difference between visualizing something and actually experiencing something, especially if you really incorporate all of your senses when you close your eyes and really run the play of that thing. So there's a reason that you know, Olympic athletes, they go and run the race a million times in their head before the race actually happens. It's because they're going through that mental rehearsal. They're priming their mind and body for an experience before the experience even happens. And so my favorite way to do this, and I think that there's so many cool ways to visualize out there, but my favorite way to do this is, um, you know, a little process that I've kind of altered and changed and made my own throughout the last I don't know, decade of my life when I first started hear, hearing about visualization because I'm such a visual person. And, and that process kind of looks like I have a Pinterest board on my my Pinterest app and it's called It's Already Done. And if you go into that app and you go to that that board, it's all of these beautiful reference points. Our, our mind needs to be latched onto reference points. We don't know, we don't know until we know it. So we need to be able to latch onto these reference points. And for me, I have these reference points that really spark a lot of joy for me. So whether it be in relationships or whether it be in visuals of places that I want to go experience or, you know, all of the different visual reference points of all of the things that bring me joy. And I go in that board and I have this specific song that resonates really deeply with me and it's called Breathe by My Cool. And it's just like a uh, it's more of like a, a soundtrack. It's not really any type of words or anything. And that song builds. And as it builds and it drops, like all these like cool drops in it, I kind of double and triple my emotion while I'm listening. So I go into this album that it's already done. I listen to this song while I'm going through this album and I just get into these pictures that I'm looking at. And sometimes I'll go through the whole album while I'm listening to the song and then I'll go back and I'll, I'll like actually go through the album and I'll close my eyes and listen to a song to the song and like 
put myself into each individual picture and just like lock into the, what it would feel like, what it would. And sometimes I'll just close my eyes and I can just take, you know, a, a couple minutes in the morning and I can just, I've done this so many times with that song that I can just listen to the song and I can instantly get into the emotional state of a lot of things that are in that album because I've done this so many times. Like the middle rehearsal is so real. I've primed my mind and body for these experiences. And so I find that when I'm not visualizing on a regular basis, I am not consciously and deliberately creating the reality that I want. I am a thousand percent locked into my current existing zoomed in perspective of what's going on in my world. So that's why I love platforms like that, where you can just go down this rabbit hole of all of these cool mental pictures that you can give yourself. So I, you know, you can type in all things relationship, all things, you know, even, even down to like, there's, there's times where I've searched, obviously, you know, the, the dream homes or the, um, you know, beautiful places on earth. And you can find all of those you know, cool spots. But I think for me, when it comes to manifesting like a beautiful relationship or even just seeing elements of a family, seeing like those pictures where you look at the picture and you can see and feel the emotion coming off of the two humans that are standing there, you know, embracing one another with the little ones running around and you can see the joy on their faces. And, and I, those types of pictures for me are ones that I, I throw into my, my, it's already done album. And that album is something that I reference on a daily basis because I'm imprinting these visuals. I'm imprinting these mental pictures into my mind. And then I'm also living in these photos and instigating this emotion inside of me as well. Okay. So the, the, the cool thing is about visualization is you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots looking back. But what's really fun is that when you set an actual intention to conscious and consciously and deliberately create the reality that you want, then you're actually moving towards this picture that you've kind of thrown out into the future, but you're moving towards it and you start to see all the little dots connecting in the now. Mm. So typically when you're just kind of like living your life and there's no real intention and you're just kind of like unconsciously creating, which if you're unconsciously creating, then it's a little bit dangerous because you're actually, your subconscious is in the driver's seat. And if your subconscious is in the driver's seat, but you have no, you really don't even know what's in what's back there in your subconscious, right? So your, your subconscious is out here driving and you don't even know what sponsoring thoughts are back there, what limiting beliefs are back there, what mm. st old stories are back there, all the programming of how you were raised is back there. You've got all of this stuff that's driving this bus. If you are not consciously and deliberately like setting that intent and then moving forward in that every single day. So it's really crazy when you start to consciously create your reality with intention every single day, you start seeing the synchronicities line up. You start seeing all of the things unfolding in the now where you're like, wow, okay, this is getting me closer to this and this is getting me closer to that. But if you didn't really have that picture that you were moving towards in the first place, then you wouldn't see those dots connecting in the now. It would take you a little bit longer to look back on and say, oh, all those dots, they make sense now. And, you know, still you can't really connect the dots looking for it. You really only hindsight's always 2020. That's why mm -hmm. it's really important not to be so zoomed in and know that you've, what you can see on this radar screen, but there's so much more happening outside of it. And you just mm -hmm. have to be aware of that. But I think with the process of uh, visualization for me, it's, 
instigating the emotion. So it's not as much about, okay, yes, I have a mental picture. Cool. But if you're not feeling the feelings of it already being done now, then in mentally rehearsing that and priming your mind and body for that experience, then you're not really getting the full effect of this. So for me, it's the I go through that album, like I said, and I make sure I have those visual reference points, but I instigate that emotion with the song layered on top of it. Mm -hmm. Then I close my eyes and I can listen run the plays. I can pick out the pictures that really stood out to me in my mind, you know, in that in that album. And I can start running those plays and I can start seeing and feeling what it would feel like to, to be in those experiences. Today I went on a run. So I visualize every morning first thing when I wake up because that's when you have a blank slate. You have mm. nothing, there's nothing clouding your judgment. You have nothing going on. It, that is the first thing that I do in the morning is I visualize because that is when I am the most open and available for all things. And I'm and I'm, I'm really priming myself for my entire day. And I and I open up my eyes and I, I focus on my breath and I focus on gratitude. And then I also and I pull up my my album. Sometimes I don't even pull, need to pull up the album, but sometimes I I I kind of instigate the the feeling and the everything with just seeing those those things. And then I put my headphones in and I already start listening to this song and I start running the plays and I start smiling and I start getting into the feeling in the in the and then when I get up to go walk the dogs and then I go on a, a morning run. And when I am on my very first song on the morning run is that song that's still mm. linked do that. So I'm changing my physical state. I'm moving. And when I tell you, it it feels like when I open up my eyes in the morning after listening to that song a couple of times and doing this, this like priming and then going on that road, I feel so hype for my day. Even mm. woke up and I was, I was tired. Even if I woke up and I was not feeling my best, even if I woke up and I was like, kind of unavailable for the day. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm a little bit sleepy and I need some coffee right now. I swear to you, this has changed the game. And when I get busy and life starts to hit me with, you know, like a bag of bricks, like sometimes I can, and I stop doing this, I watch overwhelm show up in mm -hmm. my life and I watch reactivity show up in my life. And I watch me not be at the, the highest level. When I am constant, like making this a non-negotiable. And I'm making sure that I add this song into my day because this song is so imprinted into that, that programming of creation, creation, creation. Then I, I move through the world differently. I am just a different version of myself and I am creating from such an intentional place versus just this reactive place of allowing my external circumstances to dictate my emotions or my external circumstances to take me on a roller coaster and not, mm -hmm. you know, consciously and deliberately creating the reality that I want. So it's that's the number one tangible tool that I would say that I personally use. I'm sure that there's a million out there, but that's my number one tool. I love it. You're basically telling your nervous system, like I'm in control. Yeah. <laughs> like 100%. you're, you're kind of, obviously you think with your brain, but you can one up your brain and be like, no, like you don't get to decide that the thoughts that are going through my head dictate the way that I'm going to feel today. So override. I love that. I think one thing about you that a lot of people love, and you know this because it's reflected in mirror to you quite a bit by people telling you like you're like a ray of sunshine when you walk into a room and stuff like that is like your belief in yourself. Like your self-belief seems to be really strong. And so I'm just curious where that came from or what advice you have for people to like start believing in themselves more. Cause that's a lot about what MCA talks about the brand that 
I've started and I I think you embody a lot of what people want to feel like. <laughs> so where does that come from? <laughs> well, one, I really appreciate that reflection. It really means a lot. Um, honestly, I think it's probably how many times I've fallen down. It's it's not necessarily about all of the wins in any way, shape or form. It's, it's about how many times I've fallen down and gotten back up. Mm-hmm. And the perspective that and I I really tried to stay in a, a very humbled place um, and a place, the word Sonder, it, ever since I heard that word for the very first time, it really and truly has stuck with me. And a dear friend of mine shared it with me. And um, it's the realization that every given passerby is living a life as vivid and complex as your own. Hmm. And when you understand that every single person is walking out here in this world doing the best they can and they are all the main characters of their own movies and they've all got all of this you know we've all got our stuff man like all of us like i mean how how crazy is it to think that every single one of us were born and raised in different environments with different sets of parents with Lord knows the different belief systems that they carry, the way that we were raised, the households that we were raised in, the neighborhoods we were raised in, the physical bodies that we're living in, like everything that the whole world and society reacts to differently. So there's so many, all of the life experiences growing up, the schooling that you had, the, the things that happened, you know, the traumatic events, the losses that you've experienced, every single one of us has all of these different layers. So I can't truly ever relate to you. Like I can't, I can try, but I can't ever truly, truly relate. So I I think that there is this sense of compassion and um, understanding that I have come to realize when it comes to humans, every time I've ever gotten to a spot and I've been humbled and, and I think even, even just like, and I know that me and you have had this discussion before, you know, I grew up and I've struggled with my skin my whole entire life, mm-hmm. my whole entire life. And up until like a couple years ago where I still, you know, hormonally and stuff like that, there was all sorts of things. I think when you struggle with the first impression that somebody comes up and and is staring at when you're having a conversation and the the very first impression that you're giving is something that you're feeling shame around for such a long period of time, you start to have to internally just smile on the inside, even though like there's something outside of you that you're feeling so uncomfortable in your skin around. Like I, I've lived with that for so long that I think in deep inside of me, it didn't really matter what anybody else was experiencing outside. I was hiding from my, from the world in, in ways that I don't even think people knew. And, mm. and I then realizing that I have to tap into who I am and love who I am and be who I am as much as humanly possible, because it isn't about the external. And, you know, most people wouldn't even know that about me now because I don't struggle with that as much anymore. But because that's something that I did for so many years, it's something that's like almost still inside of me that lives with me, whether somebody would realize it or not, that I have struggled with being in my own skin for so many years. So especially with something that, you know, 
I had so much human interaction where people are staring at my face and for, you know, having this conversation with people or public speaking or doing these things like front facing. So I, I think that, um, going through a lot of those life experiences and realizing that it's really about the light that we're shining from within that matters the most. And, um, yeah, I, that's a really, really interesting question to be honest with you, because I, as much as I know that I am, uh, people's cup of coffee and ray of sunshine, you know, there's, I still am human and I still am going through all the things that I'm going through on a regular basis, just as much as anybody else is. And, you know, those things are amplified in my world, even if other people can't see them. And just as much as the things that are going on in your world are amplified to you and other people can't see them too. And, you know, that, that perception gives you a lot of compassion and gives me a lot of compassion when we're walking around the world and we don't know what somebody's going through or growing through or experiencing or struggling with or, um, and so when I, when I, walk through the world, I just try to live with that level of if I can, if I can hand somebody a smiley face and I can give them a present that pulls them into the present moment and I can give them something that's going to allow them to have a, a little ray of sunshine, a little smile on their face. And then they go give a smile to their kids that they weren't necessarily <laughs> feeling it yet. Exactly. Then then my work here is done. I would love to create a grid of light on this earth while I'm here. And um, I don't know exactly what that looks like, but I know that it doesn't really take much to brighten someone's day because sometimes I'll hand out one of these stickers and it's like the reaction that I get is like handing them a thousand dollars. It just blows my mind sometimes. Mm -hmm. And what's even more fun is when I tear off a roll of these and I give it to somebody and then they go give them out too. It's insane when they're like, just that just brought so much joy to my heart to hand. And I'm like, I know it's in the giving that you receive. And, and when we start realizing that we're all, there's a through line, we're all human. We're all going through our stuff. We've all got it, you know, our different things. And um, yeah, just that's an interesting question. That's a very interesting question. <laughs> well, look, I mean, I, understand and have like lived with you through things that you went through too. We all go through stuff, but it's the way that you carry yourself and show up for others while you're going through that, that reflects that belief in yourself that like things are going to be okay. And you're going to get through it because like people sometimes tend to embody the energy of whatever they're going through when they're presenting themselves to new people. And I just don't find that you do that, but on another note, the it's, it's it's interesting that you say that though because I think it's I the perception like we were talking about earlier it's it's truly truly the perception that I I don't know if how I embodied this and I don't know where it all started but I truly truly believe that every single thing that we experience on this earth if it's not necessarily something we want to be going through in that moment. I still somehow know that it's a part of a bigger picture that I cannot see. And I think that if that's the frame that we're all living through at all times, then it's as long as we're attached to something bigger and something greater, then we can tap into something that is so much bigger than the silly little human experience that we're living, right? We're mm -hmm. silly little spinning around in space, somehow being held on by gravity, driving around in these little boxes, showing up and doing all the things that we're supposed to be doing. But really and truly, like, it is a 
miracle that we are sitting here having this conversation and our feet are somehow being held on by gravity and we're spinning around in space. Like it is a freaking miracle. And when you zoom out like that and you realize that whatever it is that you're experiencing right now is part of a bigger picture that you can't, you just can't see all of the pieces yet. Then that little radar screen that we were talking about earlier, if you're zoomed into that little radar screen like this, and then you start to go like this, you realize the radar screen's very small and there's a lot more happening out here. Yeah. And and you just have to lock into that. And when you start to when you start to live that, it gives you a lot more validation that you are a part of something way greater. And mm-hmm. it is in the giving that you start to receive. So even when you're going through the most stuff in your world, if you were to go hand a smiley face sticker out to someone on when you're having the worst day ever, I swear to you, your your day will get better. So mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a crazy thing. Like even when we're in our most contrasting of times, I think that's what has always served me is go give, go, go do something for someone else and you'll mm-hmm. see how small or there's there's somebody that has a hundred times worse than you right now. Or what you're experiencing right now is just growing. How can you go and have a new setup in your world, a new breakout in your world? Like we were talking about with trading earlier. How can you go and do these new things if you don't go through these new expansive periods, if you don't go and show yourself what you're capable of, like you sign up for inconvenience when you're in a new state of growth. Like you have to, you have to understand that nothing is going to feel comfortable at all times. And in that discomfort comes a, a death and rebirth of yourself. And then you start to build more confidence in yourself. Then you start to build more confidence in yourself. But, um, I think I'm now veering away from your original question. No, no, no. I think that's actually exactly where I was hoping this would go because living a life that embodies like something outside of societal norms or living bigger, you have to continue to like overcome these things that are going to present themselves to you that seem like obstacles. And like when you, I love how you phrase it, like zoom out and see everything. But even when like in reality, it's like this far from your face. Like you say, it's like this and you go here, you'll still, no matter how far it is from your face, you're never, ever going to be able to see the whole entire big picture of why you're here. Like there is energy that you can't see. There are things that are always going to happen to you that you don't know. And so like, for me, the unshakable belief in myself that I'm trying to develop is coming from like a trust and a faith in something bigger than myself at all times. Because as soon as I think like, I got this, I'm in control. Something else happens that snaps me right out of that. That's like, okay, well, what about now? Can you, can you believe in the universe and God and higher power now? Can you believe in yourself now? Like there's always going to be things that you don't see. So like all we can do is take the aligned actions and like learn to trust our gut and our intuition to take those steps to become the highest versions of ourself and get to that point of like, even just having the self-awareness to hand out a smiley face sticker because you genuinely start realizing the impact that something like that can make. Like you don't have to just know your whole purpose and be this like, you know, very like a ton of followers and like this person that everyone knows in order to have a big impact. Like it is the little moments that butterfly effect and change people's entire perspective on life to where they can then show up for people and like radiate that self-belief into others and then into others and into others. And it's like, it's a crazy butterfly effect. So I love the smiley face stickers too. I'm circling back to that because I think it it does more than just give someone two seconds of a smile. Like it really is like, wow, someone showed up for me because they obviously believe in themselves. 
So. No, I, I second everything that you said. It's the faith and the trust and the knowing it's the, there's, there's more happening that we just can't see, but it's like everything that we're growing through. And I say that because, you know, we typically say what we're going through, but like we're growing through, you have to have all of, you have to have the breakdown to have the breakthrough. You have to have the growing pains to have this new level of growth. Like it, it just comes with the territory of it. And I think that we've just, as a society, it's like, we're so resistant to resistance. Like we just want to push it away. It's like, we are running towards pleasure and we're running away from pain and we're trying to distract and we're, and it's what I've learned in just the last three months of diving into a brand new space with having no clue about the financial world. I have no idea the language that's used behind this. I have like, I mean, I'm learning things about trading stocks, commodities, crypto, Forex, real estate, all of these different things that I had no understanding. No, I mean, legit, like I I was thrown into the fire of interviewing some of the best minds in the world in person at an event. And I didn't even understand the questions that I was asking. And it, Lord, Lord knows it, when they responded, I didn't know what the next question should be because I didn't (laughs) know what they were saying. And I'm just like, what am I doing? And in a matter of just six weeks, to eight weeks, I've proven to myself that I can go build. I was just on an interview, like right after I was talking earlier, and I was on an interview where they're shouting me out for these Twitter spaces that I've been putting together. And I'm just like, because it's one of the fastest growing spaces on Twitter. And I'm just thinking to myself, Jess, if you had taken the opportunity to do these this type of action for yourself prior to wandering, this has shown me how much I was actually slacking off in my own entrepreneurial journey and how much capability that I had that I didn't tap into, you know, for, for a couple months there, it's shown me that when I'm throwing myself into the fire, how capable I am, it's showing me new heights of like, okay, you want to go learn something brand new, go throw yourself in the fire, go learn. And, and I'm watching myself evolve and grow and learn at such rapid speeds that it's proving something new to myself that I can go do that in anything that I go choose to, it translates, right? You can go do that in anything. But again, this is me at 34 years old. I've gone and done so many different things in so many different arenas. And, and it, you know, my dad is a great reference point for me because he just went and built a boat from scratch and like a rotted out shell that was, they were about to burn it in at a boat yard. And, and he's like, can I buy that for 500 bucks and put it in my shop and, you know, revamp it. And nine to five, Monday through Friday, this man at 76 years old, just built a boat from scratch for three years, nine to five. And he texts me like probably, I don't know, three or four months ago. And he sends me a picture and a video and he's like, it floats. And I'm just like, and he threw it in the water and it floats. And he just put sails on it the other day. He had custom sails built. And this is a huge operation. Like I'm not, this is not just like a little boat. This is like something him and my mom can go sail away on and retire on in the Bahamas if they chose to. And they grew up on boats before having kids. And, um, you know, my dad's a boat engineer, but that is like a feat for a 76 year old man to turn, turn that thought into a thing. You know, we, again, we think like 70, 80,000 thoughts a day for you to take a thought and decide to turn it into a thing. It takes intention, energy, focus, 
action. It takes a lot. And you have to put a lot of your heart and your soul into it. And you have to show up on the days you don't feel like it. And you have to grow in that process of what it's going to look like. And, and he didn't know how to do the electrical. He had to look it up. He didn't know how to do this part of the engine. He had to look it up. He didn't know how to, and he had to figure it all out. And I asked him the other day, I was like, like, you know, would you go do it all again? He's like, heck no. He was like, You're just, <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. He's like, he's like, but if I had known what I was about to go set out to do when I started this, he's like, I probably would have questioned it. He was like, but I'm so glad I, I did go do it. But I'm over here as his, you know, 34 year old daughter looking at my 76 year old dad. And I'm like, if this man at the last, you know, stretch of his, of his life here in this physical plane, can decide to go turn that thought into a thing. Most th- most things people will never ever go do at a young age. This man went and did it. Then what is my excuse, Jess? Like, what is my excuse? I need to go turn as many thoughts to things that I'm inspired to do. I need to go take these things that I'm inspired to go create. And I need to go grow through the the learning, grow through the different setbacks, grow, become the person that's going to look back in you know, three years and be like, wow, I'm so proud of myself for going and, and doing those things that I, I could have chosen not to do, but I was inspired. I got the idea, I got the download and I went and I did it. And, and that's kind of how I feel just after the last three months of diving into a whole new sector, a whole new world, a whole new industry. And I'm just, I'm mind blown at how much, um, trust and how much, and, and if you had talked to me about a month ago, I would have been like, I was stressed out and overwhelmed and like it totally in the red at like half the time and just like trying to figure it out and trying to, and like trying to figure out how to work for someone. Cause I haven't had that in, you know, 13 years. I haven't mm-hmm. had the adjustment of having somebody have owned my mornings. Like I didn't take calls until 11 AM. Now I'm in the office at nine and I'm like, all oh, like you, the resistance points of just like fighting back and, you know, but then Again, two months later, I'm sitting here like, um, I can't even believe like, the person that I have become. And mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be able to, to dive into a whole new space and to become this version of myself in this chapter of my life and uh, work with this incredible group of humans. And, and just like, so I either I, uh, I'm, I'm running on, but just dive in head first and know you're going to go through some shit and enjoy the process and enjoy the ride because you're going to look back and you're going to be so grateful that you did it. It's you're never going to ever look back and be like, I'm so mad. I did it. My, my dad is laughing mm-hmm. now, but he's also sailing away on his boat, sending me videos and living the his best life at 76 years old, sitting on a boat that every single aspect of that boat was curated every single aspect of that boat. He had a shop of all of the parts and the pieces of all the sailboats he had ever worked on. And he put every single one of those little parts and pieces into this sailboat so that he had like every twist and turn of of him walking from downstairs to upstairs. He can see all these little tiny elements that mean something to him from the different boats he's owned, from the different things he's worked on. I mean, like to, to have that satisfaction and that gratification at the end of that experience is just... There's nothing, no money can go buy another boat like that for, for him mm. to this chat, you know, start this next chapter of his life now sailing away on weekdays and weekends. And so, yeah, just go do the thing and build the trust and and look up six months from now and be like, damn, yep. I'm so glad I did. Bingo. It's building the trust. And I think that's how you build self-belief is like knowing that you can trust yourself because you believe in yourself when you know that all the actions you're taking towards something you want, even though they're uncomfortable and hard and maybe they like intervene with your morning and stuff like that, you know, like it's all for that zoomed out bigger picture of growth. And 
doing that time and time and time and time again is how you develop that unshakable belief in yourself, even though like, yeah, not everything's perfect. It's not like once you believe in yourself, everything's fine and you can just la 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 the rest of your life. It's a constant daily, I wake up and I do these guided meditations of self-belief to like remind myself and take myself back into that higher energy of who we all are to the core, because we're not just how we feel. We're not just what we think. We're so much more than that. And so doing something I've seen the boat, by the way, and your dad like did such an amazing job and it's a really inspiring story. And the amount of trust and self-belief that he had to have in himself to overcome all of those moments of like, I don't want to work on this right now. Like there's so much left to go. Like, I don't even know what to do next. Like I, I guarantee like he had a lot of those not to be punny, but like it probably wasn't always smooth sailing. Like I, (laughs) I think he probably overcame a lot and all of those, every time you overcome something small, you develop like you level up in how much you trust yourself and how much you believe in yourself. And when you do that and you get uncomfortable all the time, like that's how you do it, which is why I live the life that I live constantly getting out of my comfort zone, seeking new experiences is because that's how you level up. And that's how you have the greatest impact because you learn the most about yourself. And then you can then radiate and be a mirror to others that like that's in them too. So I just love that story. Your dad's up. No, this, this, it's just go do the thing. Jump yeah. in the fire. Jump yeah. in the deep end. You're going to figure it out. And every single time you go figure it out, you are going to trust yourself more. At this point, after this experience over the last couple of months, like, it's just proven to me that I can go into even a new industry. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't like not being good at what I'm doing. And right now I'm not that great at what I'm doing. No, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's just go do the thing. I love Go it. Do the thing. Yo, I, I, yeah, I swear. I don't, I don't, you're going to suck until you don't. And it's just one of those things where what you don't, you don't just like start riding a bike and you're just good at it. You ride the bike with training wheels and then you fall off a few times and you take the training wheels off and then you, you keep riding the bike and then you're freaking good at the bike, but we can't just all, we just can't be good at it when we first start. And, and I think that it's so hard to like go through that, that, space of that kind of like messy middle. But I swear to you, when you get out on the other side, it is so worth it. So just stop questioning yourself and just do it. And I have to tell myself that every single day. So please don't think that I'm over here, just like sitting on my high horse, just saying, go do the thing. Like I'm in the trenches of doing the thing and very uncomfortable in the process. So it doesn't make it easier. And it's it's not going to be like something that's enjoyable or fun every single time. I think that that's the part that I was, I I was avoiding the, the pain of certain aspects for so long and trying to distract or trying to make something easier. But no, you, you just suck until you don't. And you sign up for the inconvenience when you're coming into a new growth and expansion era of your life or chapter of your life. And it it is okay. And you're going to come out on top and I'm, I believe in you. And I'm telling you, I'm going through the thick of it and it is so worth it on the other side. Just do it. I love it. All right. Any plans for green zone? Where can people find it? What are you planning on doing with it? I want to know all the things. <laughs> okay. So Green Zone is an interesting thing that has never really been something that I have monetized or uh, run with in a way that was branded. Uh, it was something I trademarked before I was going to do a talk in front of like, I don't know, 15, 20,000 people for a company that I was with. And it was not... It, it was just a tool for me, right? It was a tool that I could help a human being be able to check in on themselves and then realize where they were at. And, um, 
you know, my my main tools were sales, teaching people sales. But at the same time, I was like, if you don't check in here first, then all the things I'm going to teach you here aren't going to apply. Yeah. So that was that was kind of how I used it. It was never really anything that I really used in any other way. Well, um, being in this new environment with the financial world and the trading space, it's been really cool because the evolution of the green zone for trading is a little bit different because, and I have a new chart that I can actually send you that is, it shows it's actually horizontal. Hmm. It's got uh, red on both ends. It's got yellow on both ends and it's got green in the middle with a big money sign. And there's the green zone energy is, is basically like a grounded centered uh, like monk mode place where you are so crystal clear and you are so logical and you are so tapped into a, a space of your feet are on the ground and you can see, and you're zoomed out. When you get into yellow on either side, you start to get a little bit, whether it's super, super high energy of like, maybe you're too hopeful. Maybe you're getting into a place where you're, you're, you're starting to get emotional and you're starting to see, you're starting to actually create more story around something and you're tapping out of logic a little bit. Then the other side of yellow is like bored and content. And, you know, these, these different places where you're a little bit more just kind of complacent, right? Then you get red on both sides. And then the other red is just like, you're, you're like, overly excited, overly this, overly, like, you're just like to the moon, but that's still very highly emotional. Mm. So you can't necessarily see as clear in that space. So that's typically in, when, when traders see uh, like huge upswings and they're like, oh, I want to jump into it. So there's like a FOMO associated with it. Like I got to jump into this trade. Everybody's jumping into this trade and, and the, that uh, that high levels of emotion are also going to make you make a wrong move. Um, and then on the other side of the red, it's also this, this like fear, doubt, worry, right? So really the green zone has kind of evolved into a space for me right now where it's where your feet are on the ground. It's where you're fully zoomed out. It's when you, it's, it's the feeling of right when you finish doing, you know, 10 conscious deep breaths and you just come out of meditation and you're so clear and you're so centered and you're so aligned and you're just like, I see all the moves and I know exactly which one to take because I, it, it's just clear. Right. So it's evolved a little bit. And I think that it's more of a tool of awareness where, you know, and at least for, for these guys here, it's like this filter of, I'm not allowed to enter and enter this position, enter this trade, unless I am in the green, because if I'm not, then who knows, maybe I'm hyper excited and I'm going to make a wrong move because I'm emotional still, or maybe I'm, you know, in fear, doubt, or worry. So that's kind of where it's evolved right now. Now, I would really love to have a conversation with you because I know you've been sending me a bunch of cool things of how you've been using Green Zone. And it's that's what I love about Green Zone is that it's been something that I've had so many people send me different iterations of how they've used and applied this, this same. It, it's, it's never been something that's mine. It's always been something that has been this download that's kind of come through me and then gotten used by so many beautiful people mm-hmm. and all of the ways that have served them. I've, I had kid, I had parents send me this and they have the green zone chart on their kid's door and they would jump up on the 
on their bed and they'd get in the green zone before doing homework with their kids. I had real estate offices, had it on their front door. Like it was hysterical. Like everybody used it in so many cool ways that I don't want to be the lid or the cap that prevents somebody from applying it in the way that they see best fit. I'm applying it in this financial world right now. And whatever way that I can apply or you can apply or anybody else can apply this to their life to have the level of awareness of you have a return to sender on your energy. One, two, you want to make sure that you are aware of the energy and because you don't have access to your internal resources in the same way if you're swimming in emotion. You just don't. So if you want to tap into logic, if you want to be able to see clearly in something in your life, have you ever gotten into an argument with your spouse and you're so heated in the moment or your your, your friend or whatever, and you, you're so heated in the moment that you can't even see clear. And then you walk away from the scenario and then you come back and then you're just like, oh, I would have done that different or I would have experienced that. It's like you don't have access to those internal resources or access to that possibility when you're in that place. So don't make decisions there. Don't move from there in your business. Don't. It, it, it's just kind of like a filter, a rule of thumb that you live through that you're like, these guys joke about it all the time. Like when we're, when we're in the office and somebody's in the red zone, it's like, just don't listen to what they're saying right this very second, because they're probably not going to, they're going to change the mind later because you're like, Oh, it's always in the red. You know, it's, it's, just like a, it's, it's like a fun running joke at this point. Like I've had kids literally say that they're like, Oh my gosh, my, my kids are now calling or my, the parents will be like, my kids are not calling me out for being in the red zone, Jess. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's good accountability. Like it's, it's good to know when you're, when you're not there. But, um, so I, I don't know necessarily how to answer that question fully, except, I do think that there should be some evolution around what that looks like for people because I would love to give them the tools and create something that they can hold on to and, and really uses that filter. The chart needs to be a little bit updated because I do think that things have shifted as my levels of awareness have kind of expanded. And so I, you know, stay tuned. <laughs> I love it. I mean, no matter how it evolves, I think it's a great tool. It's like the foundation of accomplishing anything you want to accomplish or living the life you want to live is like being aware of your energy state. That's like number one. So having green zone be that foundation, I think big things are going to come. So I'm, I'm excited for whatever it turns into and always happy to help you brainstorm because like you said, I use it. I love it. Swear by it, check in with myself more because of it. So I I think it'll evolve into something amazing. (laughs) I'm excited to see. All right, Jess, it's been so nice having you on. Thank you so much. Um, Tell everyone where they can find you on social media. Do you have a website? So all all platforms is T-H-E, Jessica, J-E-S-S-I-C-A-H-A-L-E-Y, the Jessica Haley. And you can find me on all platforms. So TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, it's all platforms, but I would say I, I hang out the most on Instagram and Twitter these days and just got a TikTok. So stay tuned for more on there. Awesome. All right. Well, it was amazing having you. I love you to pieces. You're like a sister to me. So just appreciate you, you. And all right. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Today is June 19th, 2023, and MCA is officially open for enrollment. MCA is a four-week mindset masterclass for those who want to embody the self-belief to create and manifest their dream life. At the end of each week, I host a live Zoom call with MCA students where I answer any questions and help in any areas where you may feel stuck. If you've been ready for change and you have ideas and you want more out of life and you want to travel and live big and live bold and you have that feeling inside of you, 
that you're destined for something bigger than what you're doing. This is the course to help enhance and unlock the self-belief that's within you so that you have the mindset to go after what you want. I hope you have an amazing week and see you next time.